All right, Phil, let's do it. This will be episode 43. Bring us in. Can you fucking believe it? (laughs) (laughs) Nice. All right. What? Taking that cue, uh, <laughs> again, episode 43, and you know what? I can't believe that we're actually sticking to schedule of doing it once a week again. Uh, two weeks, I think. Two weeks. Was it two weeks? Yes. Oh, damn it. I thought we were doing pretty good. <laughs> but, you know, it's better than two months. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, you're inflicted with our, uh, you know, random thoughts once again. Thank you. Out there in podcast world. I feel grateful for it. Ed, you better. Otherwise, we're going to stop doing it. No. Uh, no, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, one download this week. Yay! <laughs> Somebody's listening. Wait, that was me. Oh. Shit. <laughs> All right. Oh. <laughs> so, you know, this week we're going to follow the fairly standard formula of uh, we'll do the movies first and then we'll do the trailers. Okay. And um, that's why they're called trailers. And I don't care what you say. Previews, fine, but to me, they're still trailers. Even though you weren't alive when they were actually at the end of them. Sure. Okay. I mean, you know. Just just to clarify. Right, yeah. I'm a purist. (laughs) I'm a purist. Okay. All right. So, what do we got first up on the list? I don't know. I get... Yes. (laughs) Why don't Uh, we do Green Lantern first? Let's start off with a bang. A bang. The Green Lantern. I have not seen this, by the way. I would like to see this. But I have not yet, and uh, this is only the third day it's been out? What? No, it came out on Wednesday. No, it came out on Wednesday. Today's, oh, yeah, you're right, yeah. Okay, sorry. Uh, I saw it like two weeks ago, bud. Okay, sorry, yeah, I I lost a week there somehow. (laughs) Too much coke and hookers. Uh, Whatever. Don't I know it. Um, (laughs) The Green Lantern. So, Ryan Reynolds... And some other chick. Oh, Blake Lively. I don't Blake really Lively. know who she is, but I, you know. She's a is she actor. Gossip Girl, maybe? I, I have no idea. I know the name, and I know what she looks like, but See, I, I know she had some uh, naked pictures of her on the internet lately. Okay. It was a big story. <laughs> there must be some reason why I missed it. <laughs> okay, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so continue. Um... And uh, Mark Strong and Tim Robbins. And some, what's his name, Skarsgård? Stel- or not Stellan. Yeah, Peter Skarsgård. I always think of Stellan. And um, Angela Bassett. Pretty much rounds Ooh, out the cast. Nice. And um, it's, uh, it's actually, despite the fact that it was totally reviled by the critics, it's got sure. something you know ridiculous, like a 20% favorable rating on Rotten Tomatoes or something. It's not a bad movie. It is simply um, superhero boilerplate. Sure. But, you know, Ryan Reynolds is engaging. You know, he's a charming guy. You know, he he takes you through the movie and you're like, ah, it's Ryan Reynolds. I'm I'm okay. (laughs) Right? (laughs) (laughs) All right, Reynolds. You're the the best, Ryan Reynolds. Exactly. No, I like Ryan Reynolds. I do. And that's part of the reason I wanted to see it. Everybody likes Ryan Reynolds. Sure. Um, but uh, so uh, essentially the story, if you're unfamiliar, is he plays a test pilot who uh, inherits a ring that gives him superpowers. Um, From a dying alien. Correct, if you haven't seen the trailer. Um, and then he goes off to 
um, another planet and kind of learns somewhat how to use them, and then he comes back and fights evil. Awesome. Yes. And uh, so that's the basic storyline. Um, <laughs> it's directed by Martin Campbell. <clears throat> and I was going to ask you a question about that, by the way. Yes. Does Martin Campbell, because Martin Campbell seems to me to be a little bit more of the sort of, yes, he's made some action movies and everything, and he's made some very successful action movies. Yes. But he seems a little bit more of the old school type of director. Does that come across in this or no? Um, perhaps. And, you know, I mean, if you're picking him for a big movie, you're picking him because you just want somebody you know we'll get the picture done on time. You're not looking for anybody interesting, because he's not an interesting director. Sure. By any stretch. You know, yeah. he makes decent films. Sure, that, he makes solid action movies. Exactly. You know, Mask of Zorro. There's, or <laughs> Vertical Limit. Or, <laughs> Let's not go there. GoldenEye. GoldenEye. And uh, isn't there another Bond movie? Yeah, he did um, this, uh, the one after GoldenEye, I think. No, that was Roger Spottis Woody. Are you um, sure? Yes. Okay. Because you hated it. Um, well, he did two James Bond movies. That's right. What was the first Daniel Craig? He did the first Daniel Casino Craig. Royale. Yes, he did that. Oh, okay, right. Okay, that's something. Um, sure. So he's a very safe guy, and that comes across. It's a very safe film. Like, sure. It's, it's boilerplate. It's it's plot lines and, and action as you've seen it before. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, As you've seen, all those aliens with green masks on before. We've done this before, people. <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, yes. Is that what I'm picking up here? Yeah, I mean, it's a totally innocuous uh, two hours or whatever. Like, I was like, hey, you know. I, I... Did you see it in 3D? No, of course not. I've, I, you did not like I, the 3D? No, I, I do like the 3D. I just uh, don't care to pay for it. Sure. It's like four extra dollars. When they started making me pay like fifteen extra or you know five extra dollars a ticket, I was like, yeah. I'm gonna go to the duty. Yeah, no, and I you know, totally agree with you. It's apparently a big thing. Like Hollywood's, uh, you know, wondering what the hell's going on because nobody's going to see him in three. Sure, anymore. what's bullshit? Because what do you pay for? You pay for these goofy like post production effects that don't make any. The impact on the movie, yeah. you got to sit there with these goofy ass glasses on your face. And for me, somebody who actually wears gla regular glasses, it's even more of a pain in the ass. <laughs> and so you're like, and I paid five extra dollars to once in a while see a like, uh, you know, a, a, you know, something sort of look a little bit uh, more depth, you know, to it behind it. No, 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 <laughs> sorry. Um, it, it worked for a while, you know, like Avatar, I thought that was brilliant use of 3D, and and uh, some of the uh, Bob Zemeckis animated pictures, really great in 3D, but that was when it was novel. Now, every movie comes out in 3D, sure. and it's no longer novel, and people just don't want to pay the price for every movie to see it in 3D. Right, well, I've heard, too, that if you film a movie in 3D, it's mm -hmm. going to be better than these movies they just sort of stick some weird effects into every once in a while yeah like and oddly enough not to derail it too much oddly enough the review that i read of transformers uh -huh. said it was actually one of the better uses of 3d that they've seen because for one it made michael bay tone down his shit a little bit and for another thing it was actually filmed in 3d 
Yeah, I see. I don't think that. I think well, we'll we'll get there in a minute. We'll okay. talk about that. All but right. but uh, back to the Green Lantern. Um, poor Angela Bassett has nothing to do, and I felt really really bad for her. She has a whopping like three scenes. Yeah, and I was like, you're Angela Bassett. You're better than this. <laughs> um, the, the same goes for Tim Robbins. I was like, wow, what the fuck are you doing here? And uh, <sighs> you know, what character does Tim Robbins play? A Peter Sarsgaard's father. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. Um, who's a senator. Sure. Um, and uh, Sarsgaard, you know, investigates the alien. He gets infected by the evil that, that killed the alien um, and and thus becomes evil himself. And evilness ensues. Indeed. <laughs> um, and, you know, uh, there's. I mean, it's hard not to come off as, like, negative, but it's... You know, if you're looking for two hours to kill, it's a, it's a good summer movie with some decent special effects. You know, what sure. else do you want? Yeah, well, that's the thing. Uh, you know, I think part of the problem with people's expectations of this movie, everybody was going, they thought it, they, for some reason, people almost in the back of their mind, even if they'd never admit it, wanted this movie in some way to be like The Dark Knight. And it's like, they want every superhero movie to be the Dark Knight. Yeah. But not every superhero movie is the Dark Knight. In yeah, fact, not, there's not, one of them. <laughs> not not every uh, superhero has as much pathos as, you know, Batman. Right, or gravitas, even, if you will. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that Batman has any gravitas, but it certainly has a bunch of angst. Well, sure, but I'm just saying that, you know, they're going... Well, this could never be good because it's supposed to be this big superhero movie and it, it won't be The Dark Knight. It's like, it's a comic book movie. <laughs> I mean, you have really. to lower your expectations. Can you, I mean, you know, the, the Dark Knight and Batman Begins were the exceptions, not the rule. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. speaking of which, just to derail it just a slight bit, well, not much. A touch. But I, uh, I watched, I rewatched for some reason. X-Men 3. Okay. Yeah. And I was actually, and this is only the second time I've ever seen it, and I was actually fairly shocked at how bad it really was. The first time I watched it, I went, eh, you know, it was, it was okay. I mean, it wasn't great, but it wasn't. Then the second time I watched it, I was like, oh my God, this is awful. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I guess I just didn't, Maybe I was giving it too much of the benefit of the doubt the mm. first time. But it was just terrible. It was ridiculously bad. But so my point is, is that people are like, well, this got, this has to be a great movie. It's like, well, it doesn't really have to be a great movie. It's a comic book movie. Well, but comic it, books it should, are not... It should be as good as possible. And sure, and yeah. Most no. of them miss because of... The, the creators have low expectations, which is never good. Right. But not ev everything should attempt to be good. Sure. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that you should have like... A, it's not an excuse just to be a comic book movie and be stupid, you know? No, you're right. And, but, but and you can err on the other side, see Watchmen for uh, too, too much to too. the dark side and like trying to have too much importance to it. Right. But what I'm saying is, is that basically, I mean, yes, they're good stories, for the most part, not every one of them, but for for the most part, they're comic books. These are, they, for originally at least, maybe not so much anymore, aimed at children <laughs> who would pick them up for a dime or a quarter or a dollar or whatever. 
it's not like you're going to find the next Shakespeare in comic books. Right. It's, you know, when people are like, oh, this should be better. Well, honestly, you take the Green Lantern and you put it up against, you know, uh, you go you go back 20 years, uh, maybe not even 20 years, uh, The Flash. The, the, well, and it, it was a TV show, but it, would, it blows it away either way just by the visuals. You know, mm. so you can't be that hard on a comic book movie, in my opinion. <laughs> and I mean, comic book movies, I think, inherently can be sort of dumb. It, yes. So, expecting the comic book movie to be the next Citizen well, Kane but, is not really fair. But they should be suitably operatic. The best ones are. Sure. The Batmans, the, the first two Spider-Mans. Sure. They're, they're suitably operatic. They're big soap operas, you know? Sure, they're overblown, and, and they're big, and they're, you yeah. know, things are blowing up, and it's, yeah, you yeah. know... They, they need to at least be fun in that way, and some of them do not succeed. No, not at all. Some of them don't at all. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's... I just think, for me, I think that it making a comic book movie is a hard proposition, because it's almost like you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. Of course. I have friends who uh, who are like... Oh, you know, I hate those X-Men movies because they didn't, you know, include this character. And, and, you know, Beast isn't really that way. And I'm like, dude, it's, it's a movie. It's different. Yeah. You, you can't just film a comic book. When you try, it's dumb. Right. See Zack Snyder, for examples, numerous. Well, yeah, that's the thing, too. It, it, people, okay, the, the semi, whatever you want to call them, like average moving arm is going to go, well, this is goofy. This is a comic book. This is for kids, and this is whatever, you know? And then the comic book guys are going to go, well, you know, actually, uh, Beast parted his hair on the left, not the right. And it's like, are you kidding me? Really? And so it's hard. I, and I give it to these guys, you know? They really want to make these movies, and, and these movies do make a lot of money. I mean, see basically any comic book movie lately, almost. <laughs> yeah. But... I think it'd be hard, you know, because you're you're got you got so these two audiences are so far apart. Yeah, you have a lot of expectations to meet. Uh, sure. Uh, well, all you do is just make try to make at least the best you can do. Sure, but I think it looks pretty cool to be honest with you. I haven't seen it, but I would like to, and I would actually. That's one of those movies. It looks to me just from the trailers and commercials and stuff like that. That looks like a movie that would be much better to see in a theater as opposed to, even if it's not in 3D. Well, dear God, yes. Most big movies, you're going to lose something when you take them on a computer. Sure. Yeah. No, but I, I would like to see it. Uh, but what, so you review thumbs up, down, negative, positive, A mild thumbs up, I guess. It's, don't get your expectations up and you won't be disappointed. That's my message about that movie. <laughs> All right. <laughs> How can you ask for a better review? Exactly. We should put that on the poster, Phil. <laughs> Don't get your expectations up. Exactly. <laughs> you have to take that into account of what sure. you're actually going to see. Right. No, I totally get that. It's not Hamlet with Kenneth Branagh. It's Green Lantern with, with Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He's got great abs, people. Indeed. <laughs> Even if they're computer generated at some point. <laughs> you know, and I have to say, the suit is not nearly as annoying as it appeared in the trailer. Really? Yes. Good. Because in the trailer, <laughs> you kind of went, it's almost like it was one of those old, like, uh, if you'd watch, like, the UHF channels where stuff would sort of wiggle, like, yeah. uh, like off kilter. <laughs> I'm like, really? That's what they're going with? <laughs> 
It's like his head was a little too big for the neck piece thing, and I'm going, yeah. come on, line it up, people. It's not that hard. <laughs> but no, it, it's not nearly so annoying or Good. jarring in the theater as it was in the trailer. <laughs> Good. Well, that's a point in its favor for in, sure. Indeed. So, uh, okay. is there something you wanted to talk about? Well, I did see the movie entitled Just Go With It. Ah, yes, Adam Sandler. You know, I have to say, for some strange reason... I always like Jennifer Aniston. Like, yeah. you know, no matter how bad the movie likes, I'm like, eh, Jennifer Aniston, I'll probably enjoy it. Yeah, you know, I, I've, I've said, I've had sort of the same viewpoint. I, I like Jennifer Aniston well enough. I think she's fairly charming and she's she's cute, you know, yeah. and she, uh, whatever. Uh, she's, you know, she's one of the, she's not one of these ones that I would classify as, and we've documented ad nauseum on the podcast. These like stamped out blonde Hollywood sort of generic, you know, Blake Lively types. Yeah. Hey, I knew you were doing it because you were <laughs> giving me that look. Um, but uh, no, I like I like Jennifer Aniston, and uh, when that movie came out, I went, well, you know, I think that Adam Sandler movies tend to be they're hit or miss. Yeah. But for the most part, there's there's usually some fairly funny stuff in them, and. I'm not walking away going like, oh, this was Paul Blart, you know. <laughs> you know, it, it disappoints me that they're that they that they're not as crass or interesting as they used to be. You know? I know, like Happy Gilmore and The Wedding Singer will like forever be my favorite movies. Of oh yeah, well, because the, they were the most interesting and the most fun ever. Ever it, since then, you've gotten this like schlock kids movie. I hate Big Daddy. I hate to yeah. Mr. Deeds. They're all just dumb. Oh, Mr. Deeds was awful, but... Oh, uh, what was the Drew Barrymore picture? Fifty First Dates? Oh! Yeah. We, girls love that movie, though. I'll tell you that. Really. Good for them. No, I'm saying, because uh, I was actually trying to think about the romantic comedies that Adam Sandler has done uh, in, you know, over his career, and it's this, go just go with it, uh, Fifty First Dates, Wedding Singer... And I, I knew there was one I was missing. There are probably a few you're missing. But either way, he's <laughs> he's done he's done these sort of he's gotten a little blander over the years. Uh, he's sort of tried to go mainstream, like middle, as opposed to one side or the other. Yeah. Well, so just go with it. Uh, in case you're not familiar out there in uh, podcast land, the story is is that. Adam Sandler, as a young man, uh, was going to get married to his girlfriend, and his girlfriend only wanted to marry him because he had a good job or something like that, and he overheard her in the room just before their wedding. She, The, the girl was saying that she went out and met her ex-boyfriend and banged him the night before the wedding. And Adam Sandler has this weird, like, prosthetic, big, giant, fake nose. Okay. It's really weird looking. And so she goes, yeah, he's not very, I don't really like him all that much, but he's going to college and he's going to be a doctor, so, hey, what the hell? <laughs> and so he's like, oh, screw this, and he takes off. So he wears his wedding ring all the way out, up, you know, through his life mm -hmm. so that he can pick up on girls by saying, oh, you know, it's this this little montage of jokes. You know, my wife beats me, or my wife went and cheated on me, or whatever. Yeah. And he's not actually married. So he finally he hooks up with this girl, and I can't for the life of me remember her name, this Victoria's Secret model. Okay. In real life. Uh-huh. 
in the movie, she's just whoever. And um, <laughs> and uh, they hook up and they and they go and they have sex on the beach in California because he turns out to be this plastic surgeon who's real rich and she, you know, woo, you know. Mm. And she finds his wedding ring. So he then recruits Jennifer Aniston, who is his assistant at his medical practice, to pretend that she is his wife. Mm -hmm. And they are getting divorced. Like, they're literally, like, days away from finalizing their divorce. Right. And um, machinations ensue, and one of Jennifer Aniston's kids convinces them to go on this vacation to Hawaii all together. Uh... Yeah. Okay. And this is why this is the perfect name for this movie. <laughs> Just go with it. Because I'm watching this movie going, okay, this chick hooked up with Adam Sandler, who's a doctor and successful, whatever, the first night they ever met. And then all of a sudden, literally like two weeks later, not even two weeks later, he's going on, or she's going on vacation with him and his supposed wife. Right. And her kids. Yeah who are supposedly their kids, to Hawaii. And I'm like, who would do this? Nobody. <laughs> That's why the name of the movie is just go with it. They're like, okay, movie going public. This may be a somewhat insult to your intelligence, <laughs> but just go with it. Yeah, yeah, go with it. You'll like it. You know, there's, it there's funny parts. There's funny parts, and then you get to see Jennifer Aniston in her bikini. Woo. It's like, wee. You know, but it was... Honestly, it felt almost the flattest, if not the flattest, of any of the Adam Sandler movies I think ever I've seen. I was hoping I would like it uh, because I tend to enjoy Adam Sandler movies well enough. Yeah. But it was just so flat. And it, and you could just see Adam Sandler just going through the motions. Yeah. He wasn't even... Because, <laughs> you know, sometimes you'll see these really crazy jokes and it's like he'll do these real goofy things and stuff like that. But on this one, you could tell... He was just doing it, being like, well, I gotta be Adam Sandler now. <laughs> it was, it really was not very good. Yeah, I, can, I think I can honestly say that I haven't seen an Adam Sandler movie that I really enjoyed since Little Nicky. <laughs> that cockroach? Tony <laughs> um, <laughs> <Holy> Montana? <laughs> um, no, it, it was, it was odd, actually kind of odd because even the movie, one of the movies, that I really thought I would not enjoy at all, which was The Longest Yard. I never even bothered. Well, I really thought I would not like it at all. Uh-huh. I ended up liking it well enough. I was like, okay, you know, not bad, really. Yeah. You know, uh, but this movie was just, it was Adam Sandler just going through the motions of like, oh Christ, I'm Adam Sandler, and I gotta <laughs> do this or that or whatever. And the stuff that he was doing wasn't even that funny. Right. And, you know, also, again, the premise is so ridiculous. It's retarded. (laughs) I will say, though, that Nick Swartzen... I don't know who that is. He is the guy from Reno 911, Uh who is, like, this real... The real weird, like, gay, like, guy that drives around or rides around roller skates. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. He's really pretty funny in it, actually. He's usually pretty funny. He's, I think that he's one of my favorite comic actors at this point uh-huh. because he's actually reliably very funny. <laughs> and he gets recruited. I think he's supposed to be Adam Sandler's brother uh-huh. or either his brother or his best friend. Okay. One of the two. And I wasn't paying Following. enough attention to <laughs> I think it's his best friend. 
Uh-huh. One of the two. But he, he gets recruited, sort of, to come to Hawaii with them to pretend to be uh, Jennifer Aniston's new boyfriend. Right. So that the Victoria's Secret model who's in love with Adam Sandler will think that they're actually breaking up. Right. And um, he, he, for some reason, his name is Dolph Lundgren. Okay. And he has to do this really weird German accent the whole time. When he's in front of all of them, because he has he can't blow his cover, you know. <laughs> and um, he he's supposed to be it, <laughs> it's the goofiest thing. Uh, spoiler alert, whatever. But he his his job description, according to him, is that he buys and sells sheep on the internet. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, uh, somebody's I mean, got to do it. I don't. Know. Hey, you know. But no, I was actually it was it was extremely flat, and it was. It's kind of too bad because I think that uh, Jennifer Aniston and, and Adam Sandler actually have fairly good chemistry together. And I think that both of them can be fairly funny yeah. and entertaining. See, I don't know why that... I think either Jennifer Aniston has bad luck in, in picking movies because, she, you know, her hits are pretty rare. Or people just don't like her. I've never, I, I don't never know. can I, figure it out. Well, your Favy is in it. Mm-hmm. Nicole Kidman. Say what? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Nicole Kidman's in it. Is in Just Go With It. Yes, she is. She plays Jennifer Aniston's somewhat nemesis and um, is married to Dave Matthews. <laughs> and I'm not making this up. Okay. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, Nicole Kidman plays uh, this girl that went to high school or uh, college with uh, Jennifer Aniston who Jennifer Aniston just hated because she's this like evil, like narcissistic ch- shit, basically. <laughs> and uh, she's in the movie. Her husband is played by Dave Matthews, and they are these super annoying couple that like they're really weird and they're they're fairly entertaining too. All right, hey, I thought I, I'd bring that on. I I, I had no idea Nicole Kidman was in that movie. Yeah. I thought I'd bring that on you because I wasn't going to tell you before the podcast because I wanted to see your reaction. I was like, when I was watching it, I'm going, Phil's never going to believe this. <laughs> Poor Nicole Kidman doing a guest part. Um, she's actually a, she's actually semi-major character in the movie. Huh. All I'm right. surprised you didn't know she was in that. I have no clue. All <laughs> right. Okay. Well, you know what? Um, do you want to do a smoke break or do you want to plow right through to another one? We'll get another one done. Okay. Um, I did want to uh, give you my impression of Battle Los Angeles, which uh, you had done uh, when it first came out back in March or whatever. But I finally got around to watching it on DVD the other day. Did you see uh, the plastic tea I was talking about? No, I didn't. <laughs> okay, sorry. That was, <laughs> I that was a big point I, of contention. I did not notice that uh, at all. Okay. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, maybe one of the stupidest movies I've seen (laughs) in a long time. Really? Yeah, yeah. That bad, huh? I mean, uh, you know, I mean, it it was, A, the troops were like a Benetton ad. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) It was like barbed wire with her her helmet and her blonde hair sticking out. Yeah, okay. Um, But uh, the aliens were just stupid. Like, I, I had a hard time. I was like... I was sitting there going, the only difference between this and Skyline is about $50 million. 
Sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, we talked about that before, right? I know, I know we did. And, but it was made more clear to me. And, you know, I got into a, a big art, a big conversation with Disembodio about this movie um, uh, because of how pussy it is. Oh, explain. Well, no, you know, like... Ooh, juicy! <laughs> you've got the, uh, the, you know, that big confrontation moment between the, the, the you know, black guy number two and, uh, and Aaron Eckhart. Sure. Because uh, my brother died on your watch. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm getting all, and he's getting all teary-eyed and Aaron Eckhart's getting all teary-eyed. I'm like, dude, you're a soldier. People die. <laughs> Fuck off. Buck up, little Bronco. Yeah, exactly. I was like, come on, you know, 30 years ago it would have been, I love this guy because he, you know, he was there when my brother died. No, it's. Yeah. Well, you know, you're right. Was, it was pussified. I, 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 we were, we were talking after the movie, going, you know, if, it, if it were me, I'd be like, fuck off. You know, you, you come into the military. It's you a know, war. You're, po- you're possibly gonna die. Your brother did it well. Let's move on. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. That's that's a military way. This was pussy. Okay. Well, I agree with you. I actually that didn't stick out to me as much as it did to you, but I know what you're talking about. I mean, I've seen the movie. Yeah. So. um yeah, I just, uh, I thought it was, uh, did you notice, though, that it sh- that it seemed like it should have been over about half an hour before it actually was? Did you get that impression, too? No. Or like it was right at the end of, of it or whatever, and then it went on way too long after? Did you get that impression? I think I said that in my last, I, in my you review. You did, and I, maybe, I guess, but uh, then you lose the whole piece of them, like, coming back. Yeah, they, I know. They would just have escaped. I know, and but... And you'd have no redemptive arc. <laughs> <laughs> you always got to have that redemptive arc. Indeed. Screenwriting 101, people. Oh, well, some star 101. Yeah. Uh, he's got to have a redemptive arc. But uh, but no, so I, 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 I get that. There is definitely a big, like, chopping point between the where... They're flying away, and where they decide to go back. It's oh like, yeah, it's like you know somebody like, well, we gotta have a better climax. And, yeah, but kind of shoved it in there, and, and yeah, w- yeah. But it, it's for me, it wasn't too disconnected. Like I got it. it well, was, I got it. It, it too. made as much sense as Pearl Harbor or something. You know, where you, <laughs> you does to, anything make as much sense as Pearl Harbor? Phil, that is the <laughs> ultimate movie that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Where you have to tack on the Doolittle raid to make. Did, the movie did you ever like, see? Uh, you know, uh, with Brian De Palma taught me everything I know oh about logic. <laughs> did you ever see Mission, Mission Impossible? Impossible? Lots of great logic in there. <laughs> Impeccable logic. Yes, exactly. And we're actually and you know making. What there is. And we're actually making a burn Hollywood burn joke. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> For the maybe two people who aren't listening who would get that joke. Yeah. Um. <laughs> okay, where are my fucking t-shirts? <laughs> anyway. So uh, yeah, Battle Los Angeles, that was a big-ass thumb-down on me and kind of indictment against modern society being pussified. Yeah, fuck you, modern society. Except for the fact that we have the internet and we can say fuck you to everybody in the entire world. I like that. There you go. No, but I was going to actually ask you, have you seen Skyline? We talked about Okay, it. okay, okay. Which did you like better? <laughs> That's like or saying, okay. Which here is a rotted orange and a rotted apple. Which would you prefer to eat? 
Which Neither. Did, which, which <laughs> I did, never intend to sit through either again. Which did you dislike less? How about that? Which did I dislike less? Uh, Skyline, because that what? was at least unintentionally funny. Really? Yes. Oh, man. Okay. We disagree on that one. Ba- Battle LA had almost nothing redeemable about it. It was. They looked good. No, it didn't. Sure. The, well, the special looked, effects looked cheap. It looked better than Skyline. Uh, not by much. Hey, you guys that both that worked on both of those movies, listen up. <laughs> Get your shit together. It, they honestly did not look that good to me. I was like, that looks cheap there. That really looks cheap. Oh, on a sideline, and I know this is not necessarily movies, which it's related though. Uh-huh. So, so cut me a little bit of slack here. No, I watched the. Some of the premiere episode of that uh, show on TNT, Falling Skies. Yeah, yeah. Which is very similar to the plots of those movies. Yes. I was shocked. I was like, I was looking kind of forward to it. I was like, this is, you know, this looks interesting. And I'm not a big Noel Wiley fan. I don't know who is, but (laughs) thanks for beating me to that. (laughs) You left it pretty open. Yeah, yeah. But um, I was like, oh, you know, this might be interesting. This will be sort of a War of the Worlds type of thing or something. Yeah. It was so fucking boring. <laughs> I watched like the first 40 minutes of it and I'm like, for one, it the narrative is awful because they just drop you right in the middle of things and don't really give you any type type of build up to anything like they don't show the aliens invading. They just say, "Okay, here's these guys. They all dressed like bums and they got guns and something's happening." <laughs> Go with it, people. <laughs> and it's like, "Huh?" Like, and, and then on top of that, it's all these guys just bickering at each other. And it's like, this is so boring. Oh my God. And then I looked up who wrote it. It was Graham Yost. Yeah. Who wrote, he wrote Speed. Speed. And I was just like, you guys would think that this guy could actually write something that would be, even if it's sort of dumb, yeah. would be like somewhat exciting. Because I mean. Did he write Alien Resurrection too? I don't remember. He, he's written a few movies. I think I think I did. I think I well, whoever I because I attribute him to that quote because I read. I remember reading a quote of him. Of, I think it was him when he was writing that movie. Like, yeah, I got halfway through and I realized I was rewriting the Poseidon Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, this this pilot and I was sorely disappointed. It was boring, and I was. That's like the eighth time you've said that. I know. I just couldn't believe it because I'm thinking, okay, TV. Oh, we gotta take a pause here, people. Hang on. Okay, well, so we're back from that. Uh, That was actually enjoy those giant barks of my dog. Yeah, yeah. So we were talking about, um, and well, you were finishing up with falling skies. Okay, yeah, yeah. So again, it was boring, and I was just very surprised that. In TV, you you it seems to me that you have to really grab people like right away. Yeah. And if you don't, people are going to be like, hey, "This is bullshit." I'll just turn the channel, or whatever. Exactly. And so I was very surprised that uh, the the reviews and stuff that I had heard were like, "Oh, it's great," and it's uh, you know it's a very entertaining summer. Uh, what do they call it? Entertaining summer escapism and all this stuff. Right. And I'm going, really? It was, it, I don't think so. <laughs> and plus it's Noah Wiley. I mean, come on. Yeah. He of ER for decades. He was, was, it, was he the longest lived character on ER? He may have been. I don't know. I know for sure it wasn't. 
I watched that. I've seen one full episode of it. <laughs> well, I know me too, but I, I mean, you know, you read about it in the trades, right? <laughs> 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 We're trying to sound fancy. Um, but uh, I think he may have been the longest run character on that show. Main character, I would think probably. Because Juliana Margulies was on there for a while. George Clooney wasn't. Yeah. Clooney was like, off to greener pastures. But uh, there may have been some secondary characters that were on there longer. Sure. What's his name from uh, uh, from Parker Lewis Can't Lose was on there forever. Corin Corky Nemec. No, no, no. The big guy. The big, fat, weird guy. Oh, yeah. You the know who bully. you are out there. The, the bully. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, anyway. Enough about Falling Skies. I just wanted to say it was comparable. Okay. And not... Favorably comparable, unless <laughs> I'm going by Phil's review of Battle of the Way. Yes. Alright. Um, so, I guess I can talk about the two movies I saw recently that just came out on video. Uh, the first one, which one do I want to talk about first? We'll go with Red Riding Hood. I have not seen this movie, just as a disclaimer which it shouldn't be much of a surprise i think anybody <laughs> listening by now would be surprised if i have seen a movie exactly god we do a movie about podcasts i'm like uh, mo- uh a movie about podcasts a podcast about movies <laughs> and i'm like what what's a movie oh my hell, oh my hell. <laughs> so anyway go ahead Sorry. red riding hood um what's her name i can't even remember red riding hood yeah <laughs> I can't remember her name with the big eyes and the and the big something else. Yeah. Uh, Seyfried. Amanda, Amanda Seyfried. Okay. There you go. We do the old thing about like you remember one name, I remember the other. We do this all the time. A lot. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Gary Oldman, Julie Christie has a like wow Julie Christie role, and uh, <laughs> uh, Billy Burke is in it. Uh, if you're a Twilight fan, and. And, and I am. A couple brooding gentlemen. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, essentially, the story is this town is, uh, you know, has forever been uh, plagued by werewolves. And So uh, move, people. That's that's a much shorter movie. It's 15th century Norman, or Norway. It's a much shorter movie if they just go, well, we're just moving. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that, Sorry. I mean, a, a werewolf is a person, therefore... He would move with you. So he's not like an illegal immigrant? Okay, sorry. You know what? I'm <laughs> random right now. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm all over the place. Okay, so uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Lucas Haas calls this uh, Catholic priest, whatever, played by Gary Oldman, who uh, search, seeks out and kills um, werewolves. Nice. And uh, Where do I apply for that job? Ah, I don't know. It has to be 15th century Norway. Shit. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, Gary Oldman plays like uh, maybe a George Bush surrogate or something. <laughs> really? He, he goes a little too far on his thing. <laughs> or maybe a Dick Cheney. Maybe that's a better thing. <laughs> so they're living in Arizona, basically. Uh, exactly. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, he goes a little too far, starts killing people, doesn't really care. He, it's all about killing the wolf because he had killed his wife. At some point, because she had turned into the werewolf. Ooh. So Gary Oldman killed his wife? Yes. Okay, gotcha. Uh, and uh, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Julie Christie plays Grandma. And yes, they do have the scene, Grandma, what big eyes you have, all the better to see you with. Nice. Yada, yada, yada. Um, 
brooding gentlemen are strange looking. And the uh, the main point to take away from this, it is Catherine Hardwick, yeah. the director of the first Twilight, and right. it is essentially a replay of that storyline. Really, love triangle between two dudes and a guy and a gal. You know, yada yada. She loves one, the other one loves her, and the, you know, blah blah blah. It's all over the place, and I'm like, <sighs> wow, this is just you're remaking Twilight, Catherine. It's it's. Well, what else is she gonna do? I mean, she's not gonna make freaking Citizen <laughs> Kane. To references it came once again. Uh, yeah. Um, so it was entirely goofy. The, uh, you know, I mean, uh, it's okay. Uh, you know, I'm not going to give any spoilers or anything in case you're going to watch it. But um, there's a wolf in it. <laughs> Spoiler. And a few main characters die. Oh boy. But uh, but you know, by the by the time you get to the end, you're just thinking, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of like I was with the first Twilight. Exactly. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, it's not good. And the trailer made it look somewhat decent, so don't be fooled and go rent it. Just avoid the, it. The trailer actually did make it look fairly decent. And yeah. I was kind of like, oh, that might be kind of cool to see. You know, and, you know, it, <laughs> I think maybe Catherine Hardwick should just put on a resume, you know, at the top. Catherine Hardwick, the woman that brought you, oh, thank God, when the <laughs> movies are over. Exactly. You know. Um, but, and, and, you know, it's kind of strange because the end in some ways plays out like an Agatha Christie movie. Cause you're like, oh, that's why when she was on the moors that night, she was dead. And you're, you're yeah. like, oh, okay, I don't need that much explanation. I figured it out already from the dumb ass <laughs> obvious clues you put in the movie already. I know I don't need the flashbacks. Shut the fuck up. Let's move on. It's almost like. Why don't you just put a title card on there that said what happened? Yes. It's like the ending of Wild Thing. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, and the second one I saw was Unknown. The, the Liam uh, Neeson yes, opus. Liam Neeson and Jan January Jones and Diane Kruger. Kruger. And Aiden Quinn. Now, um, really? Aiden Quinn? I Frank didn't know Langella. Ooh, awesome. I, love, I loves me some Frank Landell. Yeah, totally. Uh, and he's good in, this, in the few scenes he has. Um, now, <sighs> this movie was clearly trying to capture the Taken thing in a bottle again. Sure. Uh, European setting, Liam Neeson kicking ass. Yada, yeah, yada. yeah. I totally got that, um, even just from the commercials on TV. <laughs> I will say this. Five minutes into the movie, I turned to Disembodio and said... Well, yeah, but what if he's this? And that that's was, what he was. Yes. Oh, ouch! <laughs> yeah, you know what the funny thing I, is, you know, there are only so many machinations that make it make sense. Right, right. And that was the most obvious one, and it ended up being correct. Right. Well, and for anybody who doesn't know, the story of it is is that he loses his memory, and he goes, or he gets in a car wreck, and can't remember who he is, or he, or well, he, he remembers, remembers who he is. is. But nobody else seems to think that's who actually is. Right. Another Martin Harrison turns up. Right. And in the form of Aiden Quinn. Sure. Yeah, no, I I saw that, the trailers and stuff like that, and I went, oh, wow. Um, they're just doing Taken again. <laughs> I, really? Whereas yeah. he's the one that's Taken, not his daughter. Exactly. Or whatever, you know. Um, and, you know, I mean, there, you've got some good Liam Neeson voice moments, like, but I knew when they tried to take me. That it was real, you know. And yeah, you're like, yeah, Liam Neeson. Liam, Liam, you're going for it, buddy. <laughs> Do it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, you know, and it, it's interesting there at the end. 
Because you're like, wow, you know, you don't see too many action movies that finish with an old fogey fight. <laughs> you know what I mean? This this big action sequence between, uh, or this big, you know, fist fight or whatever, <laughs> between Liam Neeson and Aiden Quinn, you're like, these guys are in their 50s. <laughs> That's the name of this episode, Phil, the old fogey fight. <laughs> They're going to be on there, like, you know, you're thinking realistically, they're going to be like, fuck my back, asshole, give me a second, give me a second. I need some insure. <laughs> you know, like, oh, God, you got me, oh, God. Well, you know what's interesting to me about those movies, My hernia. Though? Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, my sciatica. You know, but, like, you know what's interesting to me about those movies is it's like, there's movies where uh, people will totally buy the older guys kicking each other's ass. Yeah. But it's so implausible, really. Yeah. I mean, come on, you know. I mean, <laughs> if, I mean, I am in my early twenties. Uh, <laughs> okay. I mean, early thirties. But yes. I mean, I could do some of those fight scenes. But they just, <laughs> these guys are in their late fifties. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And it's like, yes, I understand that you could be in good shape and you could be, you know, whatever. Apparently, Lisa Neeson. Can Lisa Neeson, Lisa, Lisa Neeson, Liam Neeson can apparently just whack people with his dick and knock them out. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I will never forget this uh, this interview between Howard Stern and Julia Roberts that I heard one morning because of, uh, Liam Neeson was in Mystic Pizza, right? And uh, there's always been the story that uh, Liam Neeson. Uh, Popped Julia Roberts' cherry. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Oh. And uh, and she kind of confirmed it on the in this interview. And <laughs> Howard Stern went on and on about asking her how big his dick was well, because the rumor was that it was quite large. Oh yeah, no, they. The, that's the total Hollywood story. Is that he <laughs> has like this giant wang. In fact, there's a there's a podcast that I listen to who. One of their listeners, mm -hmm. because the guys on the podcast made so many jokes about it, he started a Tumblr account where people can submit their jokes about how big Liam Neeson's <laughs> cock is. It's called How Big Is Liam Neeson's Cock? Okay. Just so that's you it. learn something new every day, I guess. Uh, yeah. No, I just thought it was funny because, it, you know. <laughs> but I just, uh, going back to my original point, yes. is that you see these guys, you know, and you don't see very many action movies, really. Where it is older guys, you know, yeah. kicking each other's asses. It's mostly like Jason Statham or, you know, <laughs> yeah. whoever. Which, even Jason Statham seems to be getting a little bit long in the tooth for action movies. Hey, maybe. Little bit. Not much, but little bit. Yeah. So, it's, it's, it's kind of, in a way, it's kind of refreshing to see those. Because, you, you know, you go, well, you know, these older guys can still kick ass or whatever. But at the same time, you kind of go, really? I don't know. Yeah. I will say this about the movie, and that is, having seen X-Men, the new one, um, recently, January Jones has to be one of the flattest actresses I've ever seen. Like, she's bad in both of them. Flattest? Oh. Like, she just, oh, just stands there and kind of does it, this. Yeah. I've got to go back upstairs. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm I not, don't know. I'm not blinking. Martin? I'm not. Martin, this man says he's you. <laughs> I'm not blinking. I'm not blinking. <laughs> I'm not blinking. <laughs> no, you know what? January Jones, the only thing I really remember her from very well was that I did watch the first season of Mad Men. Yeah, that's where she's from. 
Well, sure. She was in a couple of things before that, but I don't remember specifically what. But she seemed pretty good in that. But then, as I was reading the reviews of Mad Men as it went on, because I actually never watched it past the end of the first season. Right. But uh, the re- a lot of the reviews sort of turned much more negative toward her. Yeah. As, as this, the series went on. Huh. So that doesn't surprise me at all. You know, it's like if you're not if you don't have any range, you don't have any range. You know? <laughs> yeah, I don't have much range. I can make dick and fart jokes, and <laughs> that's about it. But uh, you know, I mean, there are certain pieces of it that are well worth watching, and the uh, the uh, ex Stasi official is is worth the price of admission. I think he's really good. But uh, all in all, it's not a great movie. Taken was better. What can you yeah, say? well. You always got to figure that this that sort of the knockoff of the one that people yeah. sort of really responded to is never going to be as good anyway. Yeah. Even if you do get good actors and stuff like that, and so whatever. Anyway. Okay. So what what would you say? I, I'm just curious because you know just as definitively the like, thumbs up down in middle man. In the middle. Okay. All right. Good enough. Eh. That'll work. Eh. Eh. Um, and then, uh, we did, I think, want to talk about Hello Again. Yes. I Hello to, Again. I now, <laughs> Phil, if you would like to explain this movie, I would love to hear your explanation. <laughs> and I think that you're and me, you're and mine explanation may be a little bit further apart than you might think. Because it's the same movie, but I have a very different impression of it than you might. Because you saw it very recently. I saw it when I was a kid. Yes. Uh, so, Shelley Long, Corbin Burnson, Celia Ward... Uh, Judith Ivy, uh, a bunch of other people. Phil, who, I think you're using a, an IMDb, DP, IMDb page from L.A. Law. Or wait, no, that's the movie. Sorry. Eh, sorry, uh, that was a bad joke. And it took me way too long to get out. Sorry. Yes, it did. It was too long. Um, so, hello again. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Shelley Long uh, pretty much ended her film career with this. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's so fucking bizarre. Yeah. So, uh, she plays a woman who chokes on a Korean chicken ball <laughs> and dies. <laughs> Just that in itself I know, is good. I know, I know. You can, you can see, like, maybe it's so ridiculous people might find it funny, but no. Um, but no. <laughs> But before that, she'd, she'd uh, been worrying because her husband was chasing after this brand new job, and she wasn't city enough for him, and she was too much of a homemaker, yada, yada, yada. So she dies. Her so crazy dies. sister, Zelda. Of I course. I mean, all crazy sisters must be named Zelda. And um, should be played by somewhat overweight, dark-haired women with short haircuts. Okay, well, then this movie doesn't fit. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> I know you mean Rubenstein. <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, so, uh, she's a psychic, and she finds this book that, that, that lets her know how to resurrect the dead. Awesome. And so she does, and brings Shelley, uh, only, anyway, so she brings Shelley Long back to life on the one-year anniversary of her death. And uh, then has to convince her that she was dead because she doesn't remember. And uh, then, you know, everybody was like, oh, mom, you're here. Oh, you're alive. You know, it, 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 that goes on for like 25 minutes or so. I know. It's so weird because and they're it, just like, oh, here you are. I know. It's what? like She's been gone for a year and she died. I know. Like when like you end up in these really nor- – like it's a bizarre movie because you end up in these really normal seeming conversations. But all of a sudden it's like – 
God, yeah, I was dead. That's yeah. where I was. I'm like, what the fuck is and, going on? And people are like, oh, really? That's what happened? <laughs> and um, so she meets uh, Gabriel Byrne, who, who is a, plays the doctor, who plays the ER doctor who was there when she died. And so he, she goes to him to, you know, like prove that she's alive or whatever. I don't know. But so it becomes a big story that she died and she came back. Like, it gets out somehow, and then, oh, it goes on and on and on, and Celia Ward lies and says that, you know, she wasn't dead, she just took this medicine and was hiding for a year. <laughs> yada, yada, you know, I mean, it's bizarre. It is very it's a weird. strange movie. Like, I was just watching it going, wow, who looked at this script and said, good idea? Yeah, no, I know. It, it, it always struck me, even though I haven't seen it since I was a kid, even when I was a kid, I was going, wait a minute. This doesn't make any sense at all. Like, your mom was dead, and now she's back, and you're like, oh, hey, cool. Where are I you know, you're you like, know? hey, come see my restaurant. I'm like, like huh? Yeah, no, I, and the funny thing is, is that Shelley Long sort of limped along in her film career for a while, Yeah. and then this was basically, like, slamming the door. Because, I mean, she was in the money pit, and she was in, um, ah, what else was the one I was thinking of? Mm, I don't remember now. But she, but I mean, hey, Money Pit, you know, well, yeah, that's and a fairly obviously she had movie. cheers for a long time. And, yeah, but and leaving that show was not exact. It was, was her David big, Caruso movie. Yeah, <laughs> it was. But this it's movie, my turn. yeah, <laughs> we. Um, but this movie was was bizarre because I could never figure out how anybody was just sort of like. Oh, they're so now so, you're just back. They're so blasé. I know. I you like, know, like, the most you get, like, they go see this rich guy, and he opens the door, he's like, you're dead! Oh, anyway, how are you? And I'm like, what the hell? I know. Yeah, this movie never really made any sense to me, and I remember oh. seeing it and going, even, like I said, as a kid, going, wait a minute, this is not how people act. This is not, yeah. you know... But I mean, but just the one thing it. you can say, exactly. I mean, that's that's all Shelley Long does. Is she's pretty game. I, you can, you can kind of tell that you you hope that that she knows that this is a piece of dreck. But she she goes for it. Yeah, and you know, it's kind of unfortunate in a way that there are some movies that the guy the the actors go, okay, this is a piece of crap, yeah. but I'm just gonna go for it. Yeah, that turn out to be these really even just enjoyably bad watchable movies yeah. but then there's this one where you're kind of going I don't think so <laughs> really I mean I, that's yeah. the impression I got it this, this movie is like uh, in it's own level of badness yeah like there's there. it's hard for me to think of things that are so bizarrely bad as this movie well it is bizarrely bad and I'm sure that we if we thought for a while we could come up with comparisons to it but it's sort of on it's own little plane where it goes you know what? Don't think about it. It's funny and it's weird. <laughs> here's, here's some more Shelley Long falling over moments. Yeah. Uh, what? I always wanted to see Shelley Long falling over. That's the only thing I ever wanted from a movie. You like George Wendt? Uh, ah, just about it. to go there. Beat you to it. <laughs> would you like to see George Wendt eating beans? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> Um, so yeah, hello again. Wow. Yeah, not so much. Indeed. Yeah, so, uh, you know, it's one of those funny, it's one of those movies, though, that I think of from when I was young, where it was, I would always see it on the movie, uh, at the movie store on the shelf. Yeah. And it was one of those ones that I always remember, 
and I and I think, well, okay, I watch it. I'll watch it. You know, and it's one of those very odd movies that you see from like say the '80s or maybe early '90s, where you go, "This didn't cost anything to make," mm-hmm. and so they just said, "Hey, fuck it, put Shelley Long in it, and uh, you know, here's five million bucks, just go make a movie." Yeah, and that was sort of the last gasp of that particular type <laughs> of movie making. Yeah, you know, that's true because there's all these movies, you know, movies we love like Clue or um, you know, um, what's the John Ritter movie? Um, Stay tuned. Yes. You know, all these movies like that where it was just like sort of not necessarily an expensive movie to make. They just went, well, you know, it's kind of goofy. Whatever. Go bank it. Yeah. Whatever. Here's a couple million bucks. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah. And, you know, you you may have some cheesy effects or something, but whatever. No? (laughs) But, yeah, they don't really do that anymore. Everything costs. Oh, I know. Yeah. See, it's. it's, I kind of wish that there was some non-direct-to-video studio but this would never happen because there are plenty of direct-to-video sort of quote-unquote studios that will give you five million dollars to go make sharktopus or whatever you know <laughs> what i mean yeah and those are the movies that we're talking about they're just different movies in the sense of the way they came out and they were never in theaters and whatever yeah you know and you don't get john ritter to be in sharktopus yeah because even john ritter who is not exactly what you call the world's biggest star is dead was well, yeah, but he was a recognizable <laughs> yeah. guy. Uh-huh. So it's kind of too bad that everything has to cost two million, two hundred million dollars, or you know five. something I didn't put on there, but I felt really bad about watching. I watched uh, Journey to Promethea. Uh, maybe you've seen it at Blockbuster or something, but it's uh, uh, the only thing about it I, I remember is uh, it, it's you know a big picture of Billy Zane on the cover. Cause oh anything. Lord. But it was clearly made for like $35,000 in the backwoods of Louisiana. <laughs> and uh, and Billy Zane, I, I was watching it going, wow, Billy, did you need to pay the rent that much? Like, Ooh. it was... It, really? I was like, but luckily, it was like an hour and ten minutes long, so I didn't feel too much, <laughs> yeah, too much like I wasted my time. But, uh, but it was like, whoa. Like, because, you know, the, 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 the box cover at... Blockbuster makes it look like at least somewhat of a legitimate direct-to-video movie. It's not. Really? It's. Is it that bad? It's like somebody filmed it with their like iPhone. Yes, one of the cheapest movies I may have ever seen. Really? That had somebody with a name in it. Wow. Well, okay. Moving on from that point, and I would be brief about this because I know (laughs) there's not much to talk about. I actually watched one of the. What you would call sort of the midnight uh, movie creature feature type of movies, yeah, called the uh, Crater Lake Monster. Okay. Now this movie is a, somewhat of an oddity to me, <laughs> in that it was a movie made in probably the mid seventies. I would say. Okay. Yeah, mid seventies. Uh huh. Um, the a lot of the guys have the big sideburns. Everybody has a mustache. Okay. Everybody has a mustache. Um, it's just ridiculous, the mustache quotient in this movie. Um, <laughs> but um, okay. it's about this uh, little town that has, it's the Crater Lake up in, uh, I think it's Oregon. Oregon, yes. And uh, there's, it, the, the story is, it wanders so much because, it, and the reason I, almost the reason I thought of it was because it was so short. It was very short. It was like an hour and maybe 15 minutes. Right. And uh, it was like this really weird story where at the beginning, this meteor falls in the lake. 
And you're like, okay, maybe this is an alien or something like that, right? Huh? Nope. Okay, so there's all these people that get eaten in the lake. And there's this real creepy doctor who lives in the town, and he's, li- I mean, he's this older guy uh-huh. that is just this creepy, weird dude. He's not <laughs> supposed to be creepy. Yeah. He just is. Okay. So, apparently, this meteor crashed in the lake, released this dinosaur. Oh, good. Yeah. You know, because that'll <laughs> happen. Of course. In, in your Oregons, your Washingtons. Yes. Your Idahos. Indeed. Um... So, it released this dinosaur, which you barely ever see, but it is the Crater Lake Monster. Oh. Okay. To the titular title, or, you know, the titular Crater Lake Monster. Indeed. So. I'm following. It, 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 uh, it wanders around killing people. Uh, That's generally what monsters do. Well, you know, they're monsters. They can't help it. Um, so, he, it's, it's this dinosaur that it's like, looks like a, a brontosaurus with flippers. Like, but the oddity of this is that it's stop motion animation. Okay. And this is like the mid 70s. Yeah. And it is so, like they had about, they, they literally seemed like they had about $600 for the stop motion. Yeah. It's really, really obvious that they used the same animation over and over and over again <laughs> and you have these really really bad actors that you probably got from somewhere in northern california i'm assuming they didn't come from oregon yeah because all the license plays say california and okay. so <laughs> um they're, and they're just these total 70s guys going what are we going to do doctor <laughs> you are the paleontologist you know, and it's like, oh my god! But again, the I don't really want to get into the whole story because it's retarded. But the thing that really kind of surprised me is that they went back and used this this technology from what the fifties, and they thought that the seventies filmmaking or film viewing audience would be like, ooh. Stop motion animation. Well, but they were using it then, too. King Kong was stop motion with Jessica Lange. So was uh, Clash of the Titans. Clash of the Titans was in the 50s. No, that was like 1980. Are you talking about the Harry Hamlin one? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. (laughs) (laughs) I will say this. The stop motion animation in Clash of the Titans was a little better. Almost certainly. But I will say this, though. Uh, the Crater Lake Monster is enjoyable only for the fact that <laughs> the, the, the climactic sequence uh-huh. where they kill the monster okay. is the dumbest thing I've ever <laughs> seen. Okay. This guy basically, you can tell it's being filmed at a ski resort during the summer. Right. Okay. So there's no snow, but you can see the ski lifts in the background. And he takes a snow cat. It has no snow underneath it <laughs> and has some weird like plow attachment on the front and they're trying to make it seem like he's like cutting the monster's neck with the plow or something and all you see is this extreme close-up of one little corner of the plow and this real rubbery looking green like background <laughs> and it rubs back and forth and then like you see like somebody like pour blood on it. <laughs> And you're like, and then they're like, ooh, we killed it. You know? Awesome. It was, it was one of those, it was, 
it may have been the last of those type of movies that I've seen lately where, <laughs> yeah. you know, you it's like the guy went, well, we got $14 for this effect, so we better help, you know, we, we better hope <laughs> that people don't notice. But literally, you can, like, almost see somebody pouring the, like, fake blood on it. Yeah. And you go, wait a minute. This is this giant sea monster? And you're going to, like, scrape its neck a little bit and it's going to die? What? <laughs> That's awesome. I recommend it. Okay. If you're, you know, bored or drunk or something. Yeah. Or both. Which routinely. I routinely am. Indeed. <laughs> okay. Well, we're at the trailer section, Phil. Woo! Let's do it. Yay. <laughs> so trailers, you want let's let's back and forth. You first, me second. No, you first, me second. Okay, fine. I am going <laughs> to I'm going to go with my absolute cannot be stupider trailer of the week. Oh. Which is a little movie known as Footloose. They're remaking, they are remaking the classic 80s movie, Footloose. Yes. As you may or may not know, starring Kevin Bacon. The I new th- one stars Kevin Bacon? No, the old one actually does. Okay, that was a little unclear. Yeah, just I, okay, know. all right. No, <laughs> the, the new one stars Dennis Quaid. Awesome. He's not the one dancing, by the way. I should He is not. taking the, the John Lithgow. Hey, I did it right. Um... He's taking the John Lithgow role and banning dancing in the town. And, okay, I have multiple problems with this trailer. And we'll just list them off fairly quickly, okay? (laughs) Okay, so, in the first one, in the original one, the reason that dancing was banned was because it was this religious thing. Right. Dancing is against God or some bullshit. Right. It leads to promiscuity. Right, yeah, which obviously is true because, you know, every single time I went to a dance, I got laid by six chicks. Anyway, that was me being very facetious and bitter. Sorry. Uh, The problem with this one is... Yes. The reason they're banning dancing Uh is because there were kids... Coming home from a dance, got in a car crash, and died. Now, you tell me, does that mean that dancing is at fault? No. Of course. Oh. <laughs> I, missed the, I missed the logic on that. Sorry. <laughs> but, Look, uh, come on. Okay. so Dancing was clearly the problem. Right. They weren't just like, and even in the trailer, it shows these stupid kids in their car, like, being all like, we, you know, we're talking and flirting and blah, blah, blah. I'm not looking at the road. Ah, well, you, you know that that's the plot point of the original as well. Because that's why he gets on the, that's why Lithgow gets on the thing is because his son dies in a car crash after coming back from a dance. Yeah, but the thing is, is that in this one, it's very obvious that they're not drunk. They're not stoned or whatever. And you know what? Maybe they are, but in the trailer, they make it. Seem like they're not at all. Okay. Um, they're just happy. You know, <laughs> whatever. Because they're okay. dancing. Um, but so then, okay, he, he says, you know, dancing will not be allowed, and I'm Dennis Quaid, and God damn it, I'm going to, you know, whatever, I'm going to throw a baseball at you if you don't listen, uh-huh. whatever. Yeah. So, you know, this guy comes into town, this real shrimpy guy. I mean, he's literally like, half of the girls in this movie are taller than him. And they're like, you talk funny. 
And I could never figure out where his accent's from. And anybody out there, let me know if you know. But I could never figure out. He's like, half the time he has an accent and half the time he doesn't. So he comes in and he's, you know, Mr. Badass. And he looks like he should be on a fucking MTV show or something. And so then, uh, you know, for some reason, there's like explosions what? in this trailer. Okay. Yeah. There's like a train that explodes for some reason. Good. Okay. Uh, it's like more interesting. Yeah, I don't know why. It's like, what well, this movie makes no sense. It's basically you're taking... And also, I can tell that the filmmakers were actually trying to be very uh, faithful in certain parts to the original Flashdance. Uh-huh. Flashdance. Footloose? Yes. Uh, have I been saying Flashdance all the time? I, I, I don't, don't know. Okay. Anyway, they actually tried to do the whole sparkle effect yeah. that they had at the end. Yeah. But they don't do it. <laughs> it's like confetti. It's like a red, like reflected confetti. It's like two inches square. And that's not what they did in the original. No, the original they had Christmas lights. Well, and then they had like actual sparkles. They were like blowing out of a blower or something. No, no. It's it. just, if you watch it, it's clearly like Christmas lights strung around the camera. Well, either way, I mean, it doesn't look the same. Okay. But they try to recreate it, and I'm like, really? You're going to make fucking Footloose? You can't just make uh, You've Been Served 12 or whatever. <laughs> Come okay. on. I was so mad at this trailer because I didn't even really like the first Footloose, but it's a fairly iconic movie. Why are you going to make it with a bunch of fucking douchebags you know, that somehow making a train explode? Why? I've had it. Anyway. God damn it. Yes. I'm done with that particular review. Okay. Err. Um, okay. So, what did we just watch? I can't even remember now. Um, I'm sorry. Let me get my head back together. Uh, the one... Well, we watched New Captain America. Yeah, we did. The, uh, the full trailer of the picture... I think it looks. It makes it look even better. Me, I, think I actually really. I, I'm. I'm actually very much looking forward to seeing this movie. I think we may have said this before, but yeah, when the first trailer came out, the second trailer actually seems to make it look a little bit more, um, a little bigger, maybe. Yeah, that's for sure. But you can. I mean, it does a good job of preparing you for what the movie is going to be. And that's going, it's going to be, I guarantee you, a bit goofy, a bit 30s, a bit broad. Sure, sure. Because that's the period they're going for, and Lord knows Joe Johnson will take it to that period. Sure. Well, see, and for me personally, I have no problem with that. I like that type of thing. Yeah, I mean, Raiders of the Lost Ark, that's what that was. Indeed. You know, I mean, Steven Spielberg is no Joe Johnson, but... Well, no. (laughs) But... Yeah, no, I think it looks... I'm actually very much looking forward to seeing it. I think so. I, I You know, hey, Hugo Weaving, Chris Evans, I'm there, you know? Yeah, well, and, and, you know... Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones is the... 102. Right. Well, I remember watching that trailer <laughs> with a uh, friend of mine who happens to be of the female persuasion. Yes. And that shot where they open up the pod yeah. or whatever, I swear to God... She goes, ooh. Like, I was like, whoa, really? Like, she really just went, whoa. And I was like, well, Chris Evans, you know? 
Uh-huh. Hey, good job, buddy. <laughs> he shaved. No, but I, really. And she goes, I, I'll i see that. And <laughs> I was like, can you call us guys pigs? That's probably why they put that in the trailer. To but get the ladies in the Just the, the reaction was priceless. She just goes, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> you know. Interested. Um, I think I might want to go see that. Exactly. But no, actually, I, I was actually very interested to see how they were going to handle, like, the... Um, and this is maybe me geeking out just a little with the Captain America thing with, with him coming in, you know, there's that shot where he comes inside of the bunker or the, uh, it looks like an airplane hangar and he's shooting the gun at people. Uh I sort of got the impression from the comics and I didn't read a lot of them, but I sort of got the impression that Captain America was not exactly like a gun toting sort of, you know, I don't remember. I thought he was like, I've never read a, a minute of it. Okay. See, I thought he was sort of along the lines of Batman where he'd like beat you up and he'd whack you with the shield and then that was it, but like he didn't shoot at you. Yeah. So I'm kind of wondering how they'll handle that. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's a, I don't know how faithful they are, obviously, but he's supposed to be a super soldier, so soldiers have guns. Well, sure. Yeah. I get that. And again, I could be completely wrong because I haven't really read very many of the comics at all. Yeah. But I think it looks good. I, and the thing is too, and I've said this before. I like Chris Evans. I think he's actually a, along the lines of, like, say, Ryan Reynolds. He's a, he's a funny guy. And, you know, I mean, think about it this way. He got his first big movie on uh, Not Another Be- uh, not another Teen Movie, where he was just com- a comedian, yeah. basically. Uh-huh. So he's a, he's a, you know, he's a charming guy, whatever. I like him. Even, even in the, uh, the Fantastic Four movies, he was the best part of those movies, which is not really saying a lot, but... He was better than the rest of them, I guess. <laughs> See, I always thought the commish was the best part of that. Uh, I didn't like that guess. But anyway, whatever. Whatever. Uh, okay, do we have anything else we want to talk about? Well, I, uh, I will say that I haven't seen the preview or the trailer, depending on how you want to say it, but <laughs> Columbiana has the best um, director's name of all time, Oliver Megaton. And I'm probably mispronouncing that, but it is literally spelled M-E-G-A-T-O-N. Yeah. Megaton. Uh-huh. So I wrote that down just because I love the guy's name. I have never seen a minute of his work, but you have my respect, sir. <laughs> I have seen the trailer, and it actually looks somewhat decent. Like, kind of a female transporter. Right? You know, that kind of level right. of action. Okay, well, anyway. good enough. Just not going to go on about it, but oh, good enough. Oh. All right. I guess, I mean, I don't know. I think I, that's it. I mean, we talked about the Muppets already. Oh, yeah. Um, but you know what? Friends with Benefits. And I just want to mention this as, as the last thing we'll do, uh, unless you have something else. But I got this confused with Ashton Kutcher movie. Friends with Benefits is with Mila Kunis and Justin Timberlake. Uh-huh. And I watched the trailer and I was thinking, and when I, the thing that was funny about it, was that when I went to the trailer, it said Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis. And I was like, wait a minute. That's not, I thought that was a different movie. Like, (laughs) what's the Ashton Kutcher movie? Um, No Strings Attached. Yes. Okay. So I was like, wait a minute. I thought this was a different movie. So I I clicked on the trailer. And it's unfortunate that the Ashton Kutcher movie came out first because this particular movie looks much, much funnier. Yes, it does. And I think that a lot of people might have the same reaction that I did going, I thought I already saw this movie and it yeah. was stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, but it, I think that Justin Timberlake is a very actually 
funny guy. Yeah. And Mila Kunis is actually very funny also. Of course. She so, she's on The Family Guy. Yeah, yeah. So I was watching this trailer and I was going, actually, for, you know, one of these super predictable romantic comedies that, you know, is trying to be a little raunchy but not too much or right. whatever. You know, I thought it actually looked pretty funny. Did yeah. you have a reaction to that at all? Yeah, we talked about it uh, a while ago when it first came out. I, I thought it looked funny. And I actually, I think Justin Timberlake is a very funny guy. Which is also why I would like to kind of see Bad Teacher. Yeah. Because I think that... Well, from what I've that, read, I think he has less to do in that movie. Yeah. Well, obviously, in this, in Friends of Benefits, he's basically the star. But uh, I think that Cameron Diaz is fairly funny, or yeah. can be. Yeah. Um, but no, I thought the trailer for that movie was, uh, you know, I thought it looked good. Yeah. I was thinking, you know, I'd like to see I'm that all, movie. I'm all in favor of that movie. Uh, yeah, no, it's funny because I very rarely am, uh, you know, watching romantic comedies going, oh, you know, that looks good. Most of the time I see the trailer, I'm like, <laughs> and if you could see that, I was putting my thumb down. Let's put that. Yeah. But <laughs> Well, with the raspberry noise, <laughs> yeah. I don't think many people would think of All right, so. I think that's about I it. I guess that's it. How can they find us, sir? They can email us at canyoufbi at gmail.com. You can check out our Facebook site, which is also Can You Fucking Believe It, but they start out, do a search, you'll find it. Um, I don't think that I've really updated the Twitter or the Tumblr, like, ever. <laughs> okay. So, that's about it, really. Okay. Uh, you know, send us some feedback, people. You know, that's all we're looking for, really. We just want to know that people love us. We're desperate <laughs> for attention. Speak for yourself. Well, I am. So, uh, is there any parting thoughts you want to have, Phil, or you just want to take us out? No, man. Can you fucking believe it or no? All right. I don't believe it either. (laughs) Shut up.